Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, well, well. How are you tonight, young lady? I'm great. How are you, darling? I'm good. Good, good. Are you ready? I think so. We are missing about... like four other people, though. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, where's our people? We're talking about our people tonight. We are talking about we our are. people tonight. Yeah, this is this episode is uh, season two, episode three. Three already? I know. Well, I mean, we did the three part. That was episode two was a three part. Sure. So now we're at episode three. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so this one is all about quad plus communication. Quad plus communication. So that's more than two. Right. We are going to talk about the dynamics in our own personal group of swinging friends. We have a quad that our listeners know about with Sam and Ashley. Yes. And recently we have added to that quad and now we have Caroline and John. And so the dynamics and communication among all those people can sometimes get a little wonky and a little crazy. A little what? Wonky. Wonky? You know, it's a lot. It's a lot for people. It's right? tough to keep up with yeah, sometimes. It really is. And so we thought that it would be awesome to have a podcast that talked about how we handle the little things that crop up in our own quads because we basically have relationships. There are so many different dynamics of relationships in, inside this six-person group that we have. We have friendships among the guys. We yep. have romantic friendships among the different couples. You have a romantic connection with Caroline and with Ashley. Yep. And I, I mean, have... Yeah, you have your connection with uh, John and Sam. And Sam. But then I also have my connection with Caroline and Ashley, which are friendships plus because we are lovers too. True. So not only is Ashley my best friend, but she's also my lover. Right. <laughs> if anybody's confused, we have diagrams that we'll be glad to provide. And a flow chart. <laughs> a blow chart or a flow chart? Just a flow chart. <laughs> I think we can provide the blow chart too. I'm, I'm pretty sure Sam would rather have a blow chart. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe John. I, I, where do I fit in there? Oh, you're in there, darling. You are you are top of the pyramid, baby. Oh, top of the pyramid every damn day. So I think the first thing that comes up a lot for us is filtering. And so Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So this is this can be what happens because girls, we tend to talk. What? We're, I know, right? Well, I never you heard that before. You would never guess that. Shit. No, I, I would have never does anybody out there ever know that girls talk? We talk a lot. <laughs> like, I talk to Ashley almost every day. And now I talk to Caroline almost every day. Right. And so... 
you don't talk to them as often as I do. I do not. No. I mean, you text, you sure. know, but you don't talk to them. Like you're not having like an hour long girl conversation like I am. And so I just don't have the time. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I think it's not that I wouldn't, but right. I, mean, I just don't have the time. Right. Right. And so often the things that Matt hears about these two ladies are filtered through me. And so I right. have to be careful that I'm making sure that I tell him exactly what really like everyone what really what they really said or what they really did, because it's very easy for me to filter to you what I think you want to hear or what I think Ashley wants to hear because it goes both ways. Like Ashley will say, well, how's Matt? I haven't talked to him in a few days. And, you know, then I'll be like, oh, he misses you so much. But did you say that to me? Right. And that's a, that's a very valid point because I know that we talk every day and it's interesting because sometimes, you know, you'll say, Hey, you know, Ashley says hello and she wanted to know about X, Y, Z. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, well, here's, you know, here's the answer. And, you know, whether that is verbatim or if that's, I mean, that turns into secondhand news and right. you know how you can, you can have a, a group of people sitting around a table and you can tell one person one thing and, and as, as it goes around the table, it's completely different than mm-hmm. where it started out at. Exactly. And so that's what we really have to be careful of. And I have to be very cognizant of that and make sure that I don't over embellish or over overthink. Sometimes I, I'm, a, I'm in, you know, I'm a, I'm a worry wart by nature. And so I overthink it. Matt just gave me the biggest frowny face. Like, really? You're lying, which he knows it's true. So it's like ridiculous, but I know I worry about everything. So I do have to make sure that I'm being very careful of that. And also realize too, that there is a point in time where I need to say to Ashley, Hey, you need to, you need to talk to Matt directly or vice versa. When Matt is asking me things and I say, you know, you really need to talk to her. Right. And, Which and, is great because this is what's happening very, very, very soon. Right, exactly. They they are getting ready to have a, a little date night here shortly, and it was um, actually Ashley asked for it because she said, "I need to talk to Matt, and I need to like he and I need to sit down and really talk about where we're at mm-hmm. as one on one couple, right, and the direction that we want it to go in, and the level." of intimacy and commitment that we both want to put into that. Right. Yes, exactly what she said. <laughs> See, here I am filtering again. <laughs> this is the gist of the conversation that I think is going to happen uh, very soon. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I believe that that's basically what what that is about. So but We'll find out shortly. Right. When I actually have the conversation with Ashley. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've had some text communication, but that we haven't had. Uh, well, we actually we saw each other very recently, too, but we it was in a group. For your birthday. Yeah. Everybody should check out the photos on Instagram. They can see Matt and his tuxedo looking all sexy hot. I love it. Oh, my God. It was such a fun night. That was amazing. It was a fun night. That was the six of us having the time of our lives and just as much fun as we could possibly pack into uh, oh, Matt is holding up seven. We we did have we did have a an extra person. We did for a little while. For a little while. For a little while. Um, we recently started chatting with a very lovely lady, and yes. uh, she joined us for the beginning of the evening, yep. and that was really nice. It was really nice. So we had seven for a little bit, right? And then we had six, and we had as much fun as you can have in a COVID world. This is very true. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun, though. Very, very good time. So it was a wonderful, wonderful birthday. Yeah. 
Happy birthday, baby. Thank you. You did get to talk to Ashley a little bit that night. I did. I mean, we did get to talk, but it was like, you know, it was just, uh, it wasn't going to be like a one-on-one situation, which is going to be very soon. Right. In the next couple of days. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what she has to say and what I have to say and where things go from there because it's it's different when you're one-on-one and you, you can really kind of open up and have a more intimate conversation about your feelings. It's kind of hard to when you have a group of seven or six and we're all looking at you like, why are you talking about this stuff? Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. So recently, Sam and I had the same conversation. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So we actually got to have our conversation a little earlier. And there were a couple of things that were really bothering me. And I tend to do this with inside our quad. I never want to rock the boat or make anyone uncomfortable. So I hang on to things. Something happens and it may not be something somebody, Sam may say something I didn't like or do something I didn't like. And rather than than just like approaching him and saying, hey, baby, I I wasn't really comfortable when you did this. I just kind of hold it in and then don't say anything, which is really not a good thing to do because then it just kind of festers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not a good thing to do. And I mean, and no matter what relationship you're in, you're going to have things that crop up and you're like, well, I can let that go or that kind of bothers me, but I don't really want to say anything because it's not the right time. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely important to take the time to have that one-on-one communication with someone. I mean, just for example, Julie and I had a conversation uh, over the weekend and you know, she had some things that were kind of like on her mind and kind of bothering her. And when we sat down and we just had a very uh, open conversation. I mean, nobody got upset. Nobody got, nobody yelled. We just talked, talked about things. Exactly. She right. kind of explained some of the things that she was feeling. And I, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. we worked through it. We didn't go, oh, you're wrong for feeling that way. And you're, she didn't call me an idiot and I didn't call her an idiot. And we just kind of were like, okay, let me listen to what you have to say. Right. And and that basically came down to time. Yeah. It, it came down to time together. Yeah. I We do a lot of lifestyle stuff. We both have very busy plates with career demands, school demands, um, family demands. Mm-hmm. And so our plates are super full. But there has to be time for just Matt and Julie, right? It can't always be lifestyle Matt and Julie. <laughs> yeah, it can always be Matt and Julie on the run with right? lifestyle people. But... Exactly. And and so I was saying to him, you know, it's hard for me when I don't see you for several days when we have a lot going on. Right. And so rather than, and I think this is a really good point to make, no matter if you're in a lifestyle relationship or if this is just your regular partner. But I told him, you know, when I don't see you, this is how I feel. And rather than say to him, you're not making enough time for me and I'm upset about it. I said, it really is sad for me when I don't get to see you for so many days on end. Would it be possible if I were to, you know, grab dinner and meet you at your house at this time before you go do this other thing? Could we have a quick dinner together for an hour and a half and just spend time in each other's company? Right. I mean, she wasn't asking for like, you know, half the evening. Right. Or she wasn't, you know, she was just like, hey, can we just have dinner together? Right. And I mean, in our case, it's just for us, it's time. It's time. It literally is. If there's one thing that we have a scarcity of, it's time. Yeah. So we. And and she wasn't trying to like, you know, hey, your other thing's not important. Um, She wasn't saying that at all. Mm -hmm. Or you should put me above it. Right. I wasn't asking for that. It was just saying, can we mitigate 
And can we meet in the middle? Right. Can I come to you? Can you meet me here? Can we meet for an hour after work and take a long walk together? Right. That is, to me, those moments and that time that we carve out for each other to just be present with each other matter more. And it's not about the length of it. I don't need it to always be the whole evening or the whole night or the whole day. Sometimes just being able to spend an hour in someone's company and have and be focused on each other is yes. enough to make you feel connected and strong. Yeah. And I think that's important because I tried to see it from her point of view. I mean, I knew I had these things going on and I'm like, okay, I've got it. I've got it. It was kind of a time crunch for me because um, of, of, I just have a lot on my plate. But I was like, you know, I can carve out an hour. Exactly. You exactly. know, I was like, I, I knew it was important to her and I knew like that connection, maintaining that connection um, is important. So mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I, you know, I can, I can swing an hour. Right. And I think dinner. on my side of that coin, it's important for me when I approach Matt and say something's bothering me to not just dump it in his lap and say, fix it. Right. right. I can't depend on him to be Mr. Fix it all the time. I can't just say, this is wrong. I don't like it. You need to fix it. I need to come to him with a compromise and say, this is kind of, you know, upsetting me a little bit. Would, could we meet in the middle this way? Right. And, and and the other thing important to remember is that if Julie doesn't bring those things to me, I can't open her head and see what's inside that's bothering her. Right. If she doesn't, you know, if she doesn't use her words and tell me what's going on, then I have no earthly idea. Exactly. So that comes back to the whole festering thing. <laughs> I yeah. can't let things, I can't keep things in. I have to. Well, I think that's very, yeah, but it's very important in a relationship, whether it's in a, in a quad relationship, whether you have a unicorn relationship, whether it's just you and your partner, mm-hmm. you know, if things arise, whether it's lifestyle related or it's not lifestyle related, in our case, when in Julie and I's case, it wasn't even lifestyle related. No, this was just regular relationship maintenance. Right. Or oh. you know, just regular life. It right. was just like, you know, every day, you know, day in and day out kind of mm-hmm. things. And if she doesn't bring those things to me, you know, because the way my schedule is set up, I mean, I, I pretty much know my schedule from Monday morning until Sunday night. You know from week to week what you're doing pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's just it's just making it's just carving out here and there. You know, and and it requires both of us meeting in the middle. Like, could I do something on my end, like grab dinner and meet you at a, you know, at your house for at this time, you know, and kind of regiment my schedule a little bit. So I have to tweak things around for me a little bit. But if I can make that work and you can make that work, then hey, we have a window to right. have a nice meal together. Or you know, it doesn't matter if it's a meal. It could be. Right. It could be even scheduling sex. It could be absolutely, and we've we've totally done that before. Yeah, and I was interesting. I actually saw uh, a post on Instagram, and I think if you follow us on Instagram, you can actually see this. Uh, there's a link to it, and I thought it was kind of interesting. It uh, basically was saying that you know scheduling sex is it it leads to anticipation, absolutely, and it leads to excitement, and mm-hmm. it also leads to um, hey, you know what? I, I know I'm going to get some. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it is. It's a, it's a total level of heightened awareness. Yeah. Well, it's right? a build. I mean, it's, it's all this thing, you know, all these, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I know what's going to happen this night or, right? you know, I know what's going to happen on Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. Gives me the opportunity to put on really sexy panties. Right. <laughs> and me to take them off with my teeth. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Let's go do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings up 
one thing that I did have to bring up, I want to, I just want to talk for a minute about the conversation I had with Sam. Oh, of course. I'm going yeah. to circle back around. Okay. To to that conversation because it's in. I want our listeners to hear that these dynamics happen between Matt and I, but these dynamics happen between Sam and I. I've been seeing him for over a year, and we have a very loving relationship. We we say I love you to each other. We're very affectionate with each other and so that is that relationship has its own dynamics and it has its own maintenance it has to happen and there were some things that had cropped up over time that really made me kind of it kind of like just was things that really kind of bothered me a little bit but I he is such a gentle heart and he is such a uh, just all around kind of good guy who just is maybe a little oblivious to things sometimes just not on purpose just because you know, he just, just isn't, I mean, he's been married to the same woman for 25 years and, you know, and everything is peas and carrots, right? So it's all good. And so I had to tell him, hey, when you do these few things, this is, it's not good for me. And that was hard. It's super hard because I felt like I was letting him down, right? When I say, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. And the one of the things that he that he does is that he tends to ask me for a date night on the heels of Ashley having a date night with someone else. And it always ends up making me feel like tit for tat. And I was like, I really don't like that feeling. It makes me feel like you only want to see me on a date night when when Ashley's had a good date night. And so is it just that you think you deserve one, too, because she had one? Or is it because you really want to be with me? Right. I can see that. I can see how that would make you feel. Yeah. And so I, I had to ask him that. And I, I tell you, that was super hard. <laughs> so because it, it was like, I know he cares about me. But then I also was like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't that kind of bothered me. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize. And he's like, you know, timing wise, I didn't really think about it. He's like, I just think about, oh, I need to, you know, we, we have, you know, Julie and I have not had a night in forever and I really want to see her. And, you know, it could maybe like just brings it to a point for him more than anything, but I don't think he saw it from the way it was for me. So it was, it was kind of, it was kind of, yeah, something that I had to bring up that was not easy. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, but then you, you had something too, like, I know one of the things that you're going to talk about with Ashley is that she has a new boyfriend in her life, yes. a, a bluefish boyfriend. Yes. And how that kind of made you feel. And then where do you fall right. in that scenario? Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a very, we're going to have a lovely conversation about things. I mean, I'm, I, uh. I'm a little nervous about it, but I, I think that in the end, we are both going to be open to each other's, uh, what we have to say. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's it's determining the level of intimacy that you want mm-hmm. with that person and what you're, not only what you want, but what you're capable of giving. Well, and that's the thing, especially when you have a quad, is like, you know, things change. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I do have a very full plate and it's tough for me sometimes to make time for Julie. Mm-hmm. And then when you start adding other people in the mix individually, it's it, it brings it even to a higher level of time commitment. And, you know, sometimes that's extraordinarily hard for me. Um, when we go out as a, as a quad, 
it's a lot easier because it's everybody's on board and everybody's doing the same thing. And I know exactly, I know how to work that into my schedule. But when it's a one-on-one situation, sometimes I have a hard time even, you know, with managing my time with you. And then, right. yeah, I mean, I think it's just something that Ashley and I need to sit down and figure out because she has, she, she has her own time commitments. And I think it's just very hard sometimes for us to make that time for one another. And I think too, the the other issue is that your time schedules and your um, life schedules are kind of opposite. Right. Yes. She's, she's more of an evening night person. You're more of an early morning day person. Right. During the week. Like, I mean, you're definitely a party till 3 a.m. when you have the opportunity. But if I, I can mean, go that long. Exactly. Right. But most days you're up bef- by five. Yeah. And whereas she is leaving her her job where she you know like her her work at you know eight or nine o'clock at night and that's right. when your evening is coming to an end right yeah and exactly. so that makes it difficult for communication makes it difficult for seeing each other i mean you really have to kind of plan it a little better yeah and, it and it's it just hard. it's tough for it both makes spontaneity of us. really hard it makes it does make spontaneity really hard but i mean this is the thing about uh, being in a quad you know, if you if you guys are in a quad, or if you guys are with a, a with a unicorn, you know you're able to work around those things sometimes if you have a better schedule. Um, but you know, with family commitments and and uh, careers and other things. Oh my gosh, for me it's school. Oh, you wouldn't believe how much homework. Right. Well, Sam and Sam and Ashley have family and career commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm in the same boat with the family and career commitments. Um, I have dog commitments. You do have dog commitments. <laughs> I'm just. But gonna, I mean, I'm you, just throwing it out there. I know, but you're. <laughs> but the schooling that you're in, I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's very it's stressful intense. and it, it's yeah. very intense. So I mean, the you know, trying to do that and balance your career at the same time. It is. It's hard. Yeah. Career and school and a dog. And, and, I mean, you know, you know, he does like to go to the park. Right. Yeah. I have a senior dog. So my dog is is elderly. He's 13 and a half and he's quite spoiled. Um, and he we we actually went to the park this afternoon. It was a beautiful day today. And he actually walked about 2000 steps, according to my pedometer. And for my dog, my senior guy, that's like walking 10 miles. Like he it, was panting. It is like walking 10 miles, but it was a beautiful day. It so. was. And I let him meander. And then we had to turn around and go back to the car. And I could see the look on his little doggy face was like, oh, are you serious? You're not going to come pick me up in the car. I'll wait. I, am, I will wait right here. I, I am promise. not carrying 43 pounds of Beagle back to my car. So not happening, baby. <laughs> But so one thing I wanted to mention, circling back around here, is that it's important to have that open dialogue. You really need to know what it takes when inside your quad, inside your sixum, your eightsome, your tensum. Ten I mean, I'm I'm adventurous and I'm definitely ambitious. I'm hoping for a tensum someday. It would be fun. I know, right? Can you imagine? Ooh. Matt's gonna be like, Julie, I'm gonna need you to be my secretary. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be like, you know. I don't know what I'm going to be like. I know, right? (laughs) My head's going to be on a swivel and snap off. I don't know. (laughs) The important thing is you need that open dialogue because you need to know what it takes to fill each person's cup. That can be very, very challenging sometimes. It can be. But you have to have that open conversation. What do they want? What do they need? Can I fill their cup? Can I give them what they want? And you have to know, you have to be able to be courageous to know what that cup 
looks like, too. Exactly. And you also have to accept that there's no shame in not being able to give that person what they want. Like, yeah. If, okay, so I know that Ashley has been kind of searching for a bluefish for a while because she would like to have the boyfriend experience. She's been with the same man for a very long time, and she would like to have that very consistent, very intimate, very constant experience. And I know that that's something that you've struggled with. It is something that I've struggled with, and it's 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 something that I've struggled with to to provide for her. Right. That I am. I, unfortunately, I just don't have the time with my schedule mm-hmm. to be able to give her that experience. Right. But there's no shame in that. It's okay. You can yeah. have that conversation and say, "I want to be in your life. I want to be. I love our quad. I love where we're at. I love being able to see you. But this particular fantasy or this particular thing that you need, that cup I can't fill. I can fill these other cups or these other boxes I can check. But that box I can't check. Right. But that's why we swing. That's why we have open relationships and we have other people in our lives because that gives us the opportunity to let those other people fill those roles. Yeah. I mean, and, and there are certain aspects of our relationship that she does check boxes. Right. Check, she checks some boxes that Julie can't. Exactly. Yeah, she really does because Ashley is a mother. Right. And she has that parenting background that I don't have. Right. Right. And so that's something that I try to understand with Matt. Like I try to look at things from a parent's perspective, but I don't I don't always have that. Yeah. And, and you know, that's one of the things that we really connect on. So, you know... It, when you start getting into open relationships and you realize that your partner, while yes, they're your primary partner and there's a very strong connection there, that there are some things that they just cannot check a box or, you know, they can't, you know, they can't fill that cup and being able to have these other relationships and have that connection with these other people. And then on top of that, it makes it even more special I don't know if that's the right word, but it does. It we call it sprinkles on the cupcake. It is uh, when you actually get to have an intimate relationship with that person too, because it's a, it's a connection on a completely different level. Right, mm-hmm. and I think what makes that work for us is that we talk these things through. Matt will say, "You fill, you check so many boxes for me, Julie, and I I love where we're at. Our relationship is strong. I like the direction we're going." You make me happy. And that lets me know that I can feel secure that Matt and I are good and that our foundation is solid and strong. But he really adores the way Ashley can check those other boxes I can't. Yeah, exactly. Right? But but it doesn't make me feel insecure because I can't check them. Because I know that there are so many things for him that I am that it makes me feel like it actually makes me feel happy that he can get that from her. When he can't get it from me, because no matter how hard I try, I'm never going to have that. And that's okay. That's perfectly okay. It is. So there are things that Sam does for me. Those are, there are boxes that Sam can check that Matt can't check. Yep. And it's, it's great to be able to recognize that and to be able to talk that through and say, you know, I know that this is what I really like about this relationship. And it enhances the relationship I have with Matt. Matt is my primary, it's my foundation, it's solid and strong. I don't want anything to change there. 
but I adore being able to get those other little boxes checked by Sam because Matt can't do those. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not. It's not a lacking. It's not a lacking thing. Right. It's just an enhancement. Yeah. So then, then you want to add in Caroline and John. <laughs> yes. Our fun new couple. And they're, they're fun. They You're are fun. totally going to have a podcast with them. You guys will love them. Their Caroline is sassy. and sp- I mean, she is so sassy. So sassy. And spunky. Mm. Love it. Love that energy. So. Yes, she is a fireball. Right. And John, the dry wit. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's got some dry wit. So. Yeah. Sometimes it goes right over my head, but that's okay. What do you mean by that? I know, right? Because, you know, <laughs> everything goes over my head. <laughs> everything does the first time. I think the first time he met me, he's like, wow. I'm like, I know. Get me a hairnet. <laughs> so. I need some flypaper on top of that head. <laughs> flypaper. So the interesting thing there is, and this is something that Matt and I have like, we've had to relearn because we haven't been this close to another couple in quite some time. And their communication style is so different than Sam and Ashley. Absolutely. And we're like, wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, for me, text is a, I'm not a huge texter, but I will send brief text to occasionally mm-hmm. just to maintain that connection. But, you know, sometimes I will text Caroline and I might not hear from her for a day. Right. Because you want to talk about a girl who's got a lot on her plate. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's kind of in my boat as well. Exactly. Single parent. But now her, but it's different. See, you're a single parent, but your ex-wife has just as much involvement as you do. Yes. Whereas with Caroline, she's a single parent and she's all on her own. This is very true. So that plate is always full for her. Yes. So that makes it difficult for her, you know, in the lifestyle. I'm sure. Yeah, it does. I can't imagine all the things that she has to balance to right? maintain that. Because she has to be both mom and dad. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough thing. It is a tough thing. She told me that her her children celebrate Father's Day for her. They get her a Father's Day gift. Really? How sweet is that? That is pretty darn sweet. I know, right? That's that's I know. So what's interesting though is that John's communication with me is is different. It's very sporadic, right? Like sometimes it's like super super texty, and I get like a million messages, and then sometimes I don't hear from him for days. And so that's been a real learning curve because with Sam, it's super consistent. So does that bother Did that bother you a lot at first? It did a little bit because I was like, well, is he into me or not? Yeah. I couldn't tell. I'm so used to you and Sam who are both very, very consistent with me. Like I could set my clock by Sam. <laughs> I know exactly what time every day he's going to send me a message because he does the same thing every day. He's very, very methodical. Mm-hmm. And you and I have that kind of situation set up where we do like our check-ins where, you know, you usually send me something in the morning and I know that you're at work and you're doing okay. And then every day when you leave work, you call me. Right. Right. And I could set my clock by that. And that, that stability is amazing to me. And so with John, there is none of that there. It's very random and it's very sporadic. And so for someone who's used to super consistency, that's been very weird for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess for me with Caroline, I, you know, I'm kind of sporadic sometimes uh, just with my schedule. I try to be very consistent with you, but it's interesting because it's, I'm kind of getting a taste of my own sporadicness with Caroline. With, with Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I know. But I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. As long as you know that someone's into you, then it feels okay. Um, I think for John, it's 
he's exceptionally engaging. Like when I actually get to message him back and forth or when we see each other in person, he is very charismatic and very fun to be around. Well, yeah, likewise with Caroline. Right. Well. So mean, it, it's like, it's and same with Ashley though. I mean, she's mm-hmm. very, we're, we're very affectionate to each other once we're in person. Oh, I know. Like we hadn't seen them. We hadn't gotten like a good quad date with them in a while before your birthday party last weekend. And then you, we were all together and watching you with Ashley. It's just like, you guys pick right back up where you left off and the dynamic between you. It's like you can see the sparks. You can see the chemistry. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So I love that. I love being able to see that. John and Caroline are newer to the lifestyle. And so I, I kind of feel like we're we're actually going a little slower with them maybe because they're new to the lifestyle and we are kind of like letting them catch up. This is where their first like big to do, you know? So Big to do? Well, I mean like they had been with a few other couples. Big to do. Big to do. We're like a to do, you know. Like yeah. I think they're the to do. I... <laughs> okay, <laughs> your mind is always in the gutter. I it, no, I always. swear it's not. I mean, I, you t- you I... say that to me, but no, you need to look in the mirror, darling. I'm telling no, you. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, I think so. So they're they are newer. <laughs> they are newer, and it takes a little bit. You know, we're not like we're not rushing into individual dating with them. Like we we individually date Sam and Ashley sometimes, but we're not rushing into it with them. I think it's something that could be on the horizon, but we're we're still quad and six plus because, of course, we are all connected. Sam and Ashley are connected to John and Caroline as well. You know, it's one big one one big happy group. <laughs> um, but we're not rushing into that individual dating why, because why are, why are you turning red a little bit? I know, right? Because I feel like I love it when all my people get along and hang out together. Or is I'm, it the fact that you like all your people naked? I do. I like group play. I mean, I really like group play. I just want all everybody to be happy and naked and having a good time. I don't. I guess I'm just like that. I don't know why. I. The dynamic and the energy and the just the ability to be able to play with one partner and then play with another. And I deeply care about all these people. So for me, being in a group play situation with, you know, five of the people that I care about the most is it's fabulous because I just love it when all of my people are together and having a good time. It's very erotic. It is. It is. But it's erotic, but it's also like... There's an energy, and it's just like... It's a level of happiness for me. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just... I want everyone to be happy, and everyone to get along, and everyone to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the goal. Right? And I'm pretty sure that was happening last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good times. It was. It was. It was very... Very awesome. So there was one thing that kind of came up with John and Caroline that was interesting. Um, and I got to help Caroline with this a little bit. So they're they're like Matt and I. They're dating, but they're not married. Mm-hmm. And they don't live together. So for us, for Matt and I, this was like, oh, huh, look, mirror yeah. image. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been dating quite as long as we have. But they're newer. They kind of had a little bit of a struggle for a couple of days and I was talking to Caroline and she's telling me all these things that were happening and how John was feeling and like his reactions. And I'm talking to her and I'm like, you know, Caroline, as, as one person who has some insecurity issues to someone who, who is 
more like Caroline is more like Matt and I am more like John. And I told her, I said, you, he's, he's asking for security. These things that he's asking of you, these, this response that you're getting from him is, is a begging for security in your relationship. And they had not really defined where they were, were they dating, were they boyfriend, girlfriend, were they, what were they doing? They were just, you know, they, they teased and said they were the longest one night stand ever when we met them. And I encouraged her to define it. Because I think that John was looking for that. Like they started in the lifestyle and they were having a lot of fun, but then he's like, but wait a minute, where's my relationship with Caroline? Are we solid and stable or is she just doing this because she's trying to look for other people because I'm not enough? And so I encouraged her to define that, to actually have a conversation with him and say, this is where I'm at. This is what I want. This is where we're at as a couple. And then it helped. Did did that uh, did that help them? Yes, it did. It did. It helped him. It helped them. And then it's funny because I got a message from her later. And it's interesting because she and I, we are so similar. We're the same height, almost the same weight. And we're three months apart birthday-wise. Like same year, right? Crazy, huh? And so she messaged me a little later that night. And she was like, Wow, I guess, you know, I'm 42 and I have my first boyfriend. <laughs> I have, a, or I have a boyfriend. And <laughs> I was like, welcome to the club. <laughs> so it is a little weird to say boyfriend at our age. I'm sure that it's interesting for you to say girlfriend. It, it is a little weird sometimes. It is a little weird sometimes. But then I say partner and then, you know, that's interesting. And so, it, it, you know, it's just like you never know the right word to use. You know? No, I agree with you. Sometimes you're like, it's my partner. Sometimes it's like, no, it's my girlfriend. It's my you're... SO. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to say sometimes. I know, right? And so I typically call you my boyfriend, and then that makes me feel like I'm 16. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I think it made Caroline feel the same way. She's like, well, I guess I have a boyfriend. And I'm like, well, you know what, darling? Join the club. It's all good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it'll be all right. In general. Just to kind of bring this all together, because I feel like we've shared a lot about where our quad is and where our our sixum is. We got to come up with a name of it. What do you call it? More than four. More than four. More yeah. than four. So, so go yeah. ahead. No, you go, darling. I'm sorry. It's all right. I was going to say, you know, the biggest thing is to talk. Make time to talk to your partner and talk things through. Don't don't let the little things fester because the little things turn into a big thing. Right. They do. Even if you only have time to meet to have a conversation. Yeah. I mean it it doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. And then also I guess the other thing the really important thing is to try to see things through your partner's eyes. Yes. Don't just, you know, don't come at your partner like, "Hey, you're not making time for me. I'm really upset and you need to fix it." Right. Because that doesn't solve anything. All that does is make someone defensive. Exactly. So, And what is it that you always, you are so good at this. This is something that everyone should hear. Matt is amazing at getting to the root of an issue without putting someone on the defensive. Yeah. Because you never ask the W questions, right? Right. You say. Can you tell me more? Can you tell me more? How does that make you feel? Yeah. You never say, why are you saying this? What are you doing? You never use the W questions. And I think that really 
does change the dynamic because it doesn't make you feel defensive. It doesn't make you feel like you're doing something wrong. And I think very, the other thing too, at the end of the conversation, when the conversation's winding down and you can turn to your partner, turn to you or your partner or your partners and be like, okay, I just want to make sure that I understand this. So what you're saying and what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that this made you feel this way and this is how we're going to correct it. And, and in the future, if this happens again, then you're going to bring this to me again. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do that, then the little, like, again, this is, this is huge. Because the little things turn into big things, and the big things turn into huge things. It's that little snowball at the top of the mountain that is an avalanche at the bottom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you'd be shocked at how something very small and that what might seem insignificant can really mess up the dynamics of a quad. And how communication styles can also alter yes. that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Because if Julie would have come to me and just said, hey, I'm, I'm feeling very left out. You're putting these other things in front of me and you need to fix that. Then I would have been like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Right. I've got these other things that I have to get done. Right. You and then, But instead of instead of saying that, when I approached him about the time thing last weekend, I said, you know, when I don't get to see you, it makes me sad. And I'd really like to be able to at least squeeze in a little bit of time. How would you feel about this? I'd already thought about what I could do to what I could do in my own schedule if if Matt could make the same time. Right. Yes. So I'd already considered how to fix it and what to do. Not that I need to fix everything before I come to him, but I had some ideas in my head of how we could compromise together. And I think that's the thing is instead of throwing something in someone's lap and saying, this is broken, fix it. You come to him and say, hey, this is this is broken. Can we work together? And I've got some ideas. Yeah, and be receptive to those ideas. And the other thing, the other advice that I would give too is don't do this right before bed and don't do this right when people wake up in the morning. Yeah, no, um, right before bed is terrible. Don't do it before bed because nobody wants to go to bed with a sad face. Right. And <laughs> I could do this first thing in the morning. Matt, Matt needs like an hour. <laughs> so <laughs> he needs to sit with his cup of tea or coffee. Or, or coffee, whatever. whatever he's having of the day, because he's a hot tea guy, too. And, uh, and like, contemplate life. I do. I need to contemplate in the morning. Actually, I don't think you're actually contemplating anything. I think you're just staring off into the space. But I'm going to let you say that. I knew. I, I need to contemplate the universe and how it all interconnects. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I hit the ground, let's go, people. I'm ready. Like the minute I wake up. I know. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) She is like from sleeping zero to like 120. Yeah, pretty much. When my eyes are open, that's it. It sucks though because some days like, okay, if we get that rare Saturday morning where we get to sleep in and I wake up and it's like 745 and I look over at you and you're still way, way, you know, like you're dead asleep. And I'm like, God damn it. It's not fair. I just want to go back to sleep and I can't fall back asleep. And he's dead asleep and I don't want to wake him up. And so then I'm like, I guess I'll go have coffee. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm really, really, really quiet. <laughs> you are very quiet. <laughs> it's just not fair. It's not fair. I'm going to have more wrinkles than you in my in, in our when we get older because of my lack of sleep. I swear it's going to happen. But anyway, okay. Wrap and wrap and wrap. So one thing I, I want to wrap it up with one more thing. I want to say that it's absolutely normal for the time that you spend and the level of engagement in a quad to wax and wane. Yes. Because there's so many things that affect your life. There's, there's the obvious things like kids and family and jobs and things like that. But there's also other relationships and events and parties and summertime when people are busy and holidays when we're really busy. Yeah. And that can make your quad. Sometimes you get a lot of time together. Sometimes we see Sam and Ashley several times in a month and it's amazing. And sometimes we see them every other month. Sometimes we see them. Yeah. Right. We have to remember that just because there's that waxing and waning, the integrity of our of our quad is the same. Yes. I it ha- doesn't change how we feel about each other. It just is literally a time thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to remind people that it can be difficult when you feel like, well, maybe they're not that into us anymore because they haven't made time for us. Right. But sometimes making that time is impossible. This is very true. So, yeah. And I'm thinking I'm thinking that's all I had to say about that's a lot about quads, I know, right? So well, it's a good it's a good topic though. Yeah, it is. And and for us, we're always just trying to make sure that we maintain the integrity of our quad. And I think the other thing that is important to remember is this is everybody's learning as we go. Right. We are, yeah. Like this is new, all new for everybody. Yeah. We had 40 years of our life of monogamy before this happened. Well, 38. So. Well, something other along those lines. Something like that. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) We're not talking about age because Matt's, you know. I am where I'm supposed to be. Right. (laughs) My goodness. I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation about quad communication. I hope it helps you if you're in a quad of your own and you're ever struggling with feeling that dynamic and making sure that your foundation of your quad is strong or your sixsome or eightsome or tensome or whatever. Morsome. Morsome. The Morrisons. I like Morrisons. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. But yeah, we would love to hear from you if you have any comments or questions or maybe you have stories in your own quad that you want to share. Yeah, and uh, I would just like to, I guess we would just like to thank all of our followers for signing up on Instagram and Reddit. Yeah. And also on all of the other platforms that we're on. We greatly appreciate that. And thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, we're starting to see more and more of you on Instagram, which is really exciting. I kind of like it. Yeah, so. it is kind of fun. It is. Awesome. So until next time, I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Polly. Mm-hmm.